Hi and hello and welcome to the rbr.music podcast. My name is Steve Curley and as always I'm joined by the creator of the rbr.music Instagram page, Jordan Murray. Hello. Hello. Where each week in true RBR fashion we're bringing you classic and new album reviews. It's our mission to cut through the noise to discuss the sound. On the rbr.music radar this episode we're going to be discussing Los Angeles rock band The Red Hot Chili Peppers 12th album Unlimited Love. At this point, Jordan, I'm going to hand the reins to you. Right then, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I was a huge fan. I'm still a fan, but not as fanatic as I used to be. I found other music. For all the hype and expectations surrounding for Shantae's return, not at least of which from me, after multiple listens, it's hard to come away with, with the impression that Unlimited Love is a particularly impressive addition to the Chili Peppers back catalogue. Essentially, the album is the sound of a band casually jamming together with a long-lost member for the first time in well over a decade and attempting to rekindle some of the classic magic. Well, that's that's what it is, isn't it? Which is to say, Unlimited Love is a decidedly low-key affair, not concerned about competing with the band's past greatness, but rather more focused on the simple joys of being in the same room and jamming. I do think it's a jam sort of session album. If this came out in 2003, 2004, after By The Way, I think people would really be loving it, buzzing off it. A lot of time's passed since the album, by the way. It almost sounds like, we were talking about this uh, before we started recording, Steve. It almost sounds like when they were trying to come up with songs for, by the way, or for Stadium Arcadium, and they didn't quite make the cut. <laughs> it's like, this is what they're left with. But yeah, yeah, go on, you gonna say something? Yeah, I was I was gonna say, I think you, you have summed it up quite well. We're talking about a band that have sort of spread themselves over four decades. You know, it's pretty impressive what they have done. And of course they've kind of straddled independent kind of rock fandom to then massive commercial success and I'm not going to lie that's when I I liked them you know 1999 that was right on tune with where I was as 15 year old and you know grunge has dipped away and Britpop was sort of starting to waver and indie hadn't appeared and they they, they were at one point our probably biggest cool rock band in the world wouldn't you agree at that point yeah, it's, I think well it's 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 definitely that three to four year well sorry five year period isn't it really up to uh, Stadium Arcadium I really enjoyed listening to this you're spot on it should have come out 15 years ago because I think the music generation might have moved on I think sadly that broader audience that was there at that time would have laughed this up then yeah i think it sounds like an attempt to remind themselves of their own magic and i hope they get a bit more risky the members don't ask too much from each other but the absolute complacency to fulfill the expectations of an audience without risking an inch just is deafening they're just they're just too complacent i think blood sugar sex magic when brashante left the band that was obviously fraught with tension within the band. So, th- and they came out with a great album, Blood Sugar, and then Californication. He rejoined the band, so he he was uh, a good few mm. years in self-exile doing heroin. So as he comes do. back, and, and as you do, he comes back, and obviously everything's off kilter a bit. Tension's probably still there. Another great album. By the way, just seems like a celebration of how much fun they're having. They're back as a unit. Stadium Arcadium, like a lot of double albums, is just too bloated. Um, And that's when he leaves the band again. So Unlimited Love, it 
just sounds like there's no tension. Everyone's getting on too well, <laughs> is my point. I think you do need a bit of tension, a bit of disagreement, a bit of friendly rivalry, maybe, to make it. You look back at amazing albums that you don't want to make a mediocre album what's the point so like you look at um, the Beatles The Who they never yeah. got on with each other uh, Oasis yeah, famous know. I mean not every band that's made an amazing album haven't got on I mean some of them do get on and make great albums but I think the proof is in the pudding here where they're getting on so well which is good I suppose but not for my ears I think one thing that I Notice when doing a little bit of research into this album and sort of maybe a bit more surrounding it, they've got their global stadium tour later this year in 2022. The, the live acts are meant to be absolutely outstanding. They're like so extraordinary. I've never seen them live. I've got the live albums. I've got obviously seen them live on television, but it's not really <laughs> the same thing. But they take the studio sound and just turn it into something completely different. So I think some of these songs are gonna work really well live, like uh, What's Your Thinking and The Heavy Wing. Do you think that, that they want to be able to revive their kind of past commercial glories Obviously, this album has a lot of nods to that. It's so anti-risk. It's something your mum would quite happily listen to. I, it's meant, they're meant to be a rock band. Oh, no. They're meant to be funk rock. They're meant to be counterculture. Is that maybe... Is that not, not maybe where some boys in their late 40s, well, 50s, I'm, I'm assuming now, maybe are now? And, and, you know, music is definitely... You and I talk about this all the time, and I'm sure many, many of the RBR... Instagram followers, you know, music has changed. Um, there is less of a movement, like a larger commercial movement that relates to guitars and genres of a previous era. And I'm not talking about 1950s and 60s rock and roll. I'm talking about lads being sort of grungy, Brit poppy or indie and rocky. There's just so little of it anymore yeah. that who are you appealing to? You're not probably appealing to the 19-year-olds and 20-somethings that you used to. So you have to kind of... No, that's true, that's true. I just think it's a real shame because they have the talent, they have... You look at the most earliest stuff, that is so eccentric, that yeah. is like, fuck, fuck, funk rock. Fuck, as you say. A frock, yeah, that's what I'm going to uh, copyright that, frock, funk rock. They throw loads of genres from hip-hop to, to dance to all sorts of stuff. Some of it works, some of it doesn't. And then you get it it more concentrated, more controlled with Mother's Milk, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, but still rocking. And then they move on again to Californication, by the way, Stage of Mark Agin. And then with By The Way, which I think is a really great album, they just seem to have got stuck with that sort of crowd-pleasing music. But like you say, it's the who is their audience but I think I think they're better than this I think they're better and Rick Rubin is back producing um, he produced Blood Sugar Sex Magic and he's produced Johnny Cash he's produced the Beastie Boys he knows his stuff I'm just surprised he would let this album out as it is which yeah and I suppose you know how many great records the band's really right I suppose that's maybe yeah well I summarise it as it's a good record, just not a great one. Yeah, I think there's a lot of there was a lot of hype with John Prashante returning, mainly from you. Mainly from me. Um, I was on all the blogs um, as different 
aliases. No, no one has blog. No one has blogs anymore, Jordan. Come on, you're on an Instagram page. Oh well, there you go. Just off, no one knew, mate. No one knew <laughs> you were on the blogs, and no one. <laughs> yeah, that's why I moved on to rbr.music Instagram page because everyone's on TikTok and Instagram. Yeah, pal. dancing to this music. So then, if if you were to sort of summarize this album, then as a sort of overall, I know we've discussed kind of the band and, and how this album fits. Well, as in a star rating. Um, well, we can lead to star rating, but yeah, just just if you can give me a little bit of a kind of a, a, a summary of of where you would leave this if you were sort of saying do or don't listen. It's. A st- not a stepping stone, a building block for what they can achieve. And I think nice. at the live shows, they will be exceptional with these uh, songs. But where, where I'm at with it, like I said before, it's a good record, just not a great one. Anthony Cadiz said they listened to the most earliest albums, which the most earliest albums is in the 80s when John Frusciante wasn't even in the band. So I'm not sure if he meant the... Uh, I'm not sure if he meant Mother's Milk and Blood Sugar or if he meant, like, Freaky Styly. But anyway, he said they listened to the most earliest albums and they listened to a lot of blues and that's what formed the album. If you listen to the album, what he says here is completely not true. It's like, well, they might have listened to it, but they never put it into practice. No, I, well, I, I didn't hear any of that. I, like I said, I just, I pretty much listened to the whole album thinking you could blindfold me and play this and I, I would just 100% know it was Chili Peppers. I would possibly think it was from an album around that late 90s, early 2000s era. Exactly. It's if you weren't a huge fan, you just think, oh, this is, yeah. Yeah, just... unheard album tracks for me or unheard, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's, B-sides what, yeah, or... which is what we said, which is not, it's not a bad thing. It's just a thing. No. So. Um, okay, everything is really just absolutely thing. everything we talk about well, on this podcast is just a thing. Well, less of my um, it's a it's a thing, more of um, star rating. What's this one getting, Jordan? Okay, on the rbr.music Instagram page, I reviewed this album. Go and have a read of it if you like. I gave it. 3.5 out of 5 but now I'm sat here talking to you Steve that point five, I believe is because I'm a fan mm-hmm. so if I'm going to be take myself away from it from being a mm-hmm. fan and just listen to it I'd give it 3 out of 5 yeah I think that's definitely a fair score like we said we're not listening to anything we've not heard before we enjoy listening to what we are listening to and it's there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it I think expectations from a band such as the Chili's are always going to be high but yeah there we go so Jordan's rbr.music rating on the podcast is downgraded to 3 out of 5 so as with each episode it's now time to look at our feature tracks three tracks the good the bad the rad and as it says in the tin we have a good track a bad track and a particularly bad track um as jordan is our resident chilies fan um i've given him all three to lead with on this album um i have got oh. a little bit of a, uh, absolutely i've got a little side i wasn't note. expecting no no well i think it's best to come from you you are you come from a, a bit more experience than i do with this one um i do have a track that i really enjoyed which i'll mention but over to you, Jordan. Let's hear the good track. Okay, the good track is The Heavy Wing. It's worth a listen. I think it features John Frusciante's magic in his in his guitar playing. There's gorgeous singing and um, by Cadiz, Anthony Cadiz. Chad Smith's impeccable 
percussion and it's all anchored by fleas and shakeable funk and i think also the light that'll be a highlight in the live um, shows so watch out for that yeah i, I really i actually enjoy that one listen to that one a couple of times and um, when we talked about the good the bad the rad you mentioned that one i re-listened to it and actually yeah it's a really good track i'm a big fan of here ever after i was always gonna like this track because it could have been put on californication and you wouldn't know any different in my opinion i think this is also a crowd pleaser almost a sing-along crowd pleaser it's gonna do well on the live shows yeah. it's yeah i think you're right it's pretty much the f- is that the second track is it uh, track two yeah am i right in thinking yeah track two second track it's um can you remember what the first track is black summer oh that's the yeah that's the yeah black summer and it's the uh, that's their first release yeah. so with black summer and here ever after I think that is as close as you're going to get to Californication and By The Way. And I think that's a good thing. And I was at those two songs, mm-hmm. when I was in, I was getting impressed and thinking, yeah. were they going to take this? Yeah. And rather than <laughs> take it higher, it just kind of mellowed out into, into the abyss. Okay, well, let's move on to more negative viewpoints. What's your bad track, Jord? I think this song could have been created by an AI got told to create a song for the Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> and that track is Poster Child. It's just guitar, a bit of rapping, a bit of singing, a bit of funky bass. A bit. It's it's a caricature of what they're all about. It, it's just like stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. It's like, uh, yeah, well, like I said to you tonight, I don't know if it's still even around these days, but if anyone remembers the game Guitar Hero back in the day uh, where you played a pretend plus guitar um to many of this sort of track um i feel like it's like the fake version of a track from one yeah, of those games one that didn't where make it onto they've not got, it, yeah. they've not got yeah they've not got the rights for the band so they've sort of done their own version and there'll be a guy with a skinhead and tattoos playing a bass but it obviously won't be someone from the chili peppers um so, someone with dark hair and a heavy fringe you know it, it's um yeah I, I i didn't enjoy it at all i, I actually fast forwarded it a couple of times I thought it was a bit a bit naff um, myself um, well then George let's take it away with the rad track so the rad track is a bit controversial because Ooh. I think I think it could slip into the realms of shopping store Muzak <laughs> it's aquatic mouth dance and I really like the surreal lyrics I like the bass Flea's bass is just great I like the drumming I like when the horns come in. I like it has got it's quite a it's quite a busy track, isn't it? I mean, you you just about to mention the horns and it starts with this slap bass, very Chili Peppers, got very like very recognisable and it it is a really fun track though. And I think sometimes our rad track doesn't have to be the best track. It's just the one that is the most interesting. Or yeah, I, I just yeah. think it's really interesting. I just enjoy it because there's so much going on, and maybe that's a hark back to the earlier stuff like in Freaky Styley when they were just throwing everything in the kitchen sink at just yeah. everything that they could think of I like this the only say, the only reason to say it may sound a bit like Muzak in a shopping um, centre is because of the horns mm-hmm. so, sometimes I'm really enjoying the horns and another time I listen to it I'm like alright oh, I'm not too sure about this 
But I'm putting this as my rad track because it does sound a bit Chili Peppers 80s. It does sound a bit of 90s Chili Peppers. It does sound a bit like 2000 Chili Peppers. Yeah. It has a bit of everything. Think, it, yeah. it, and I think it works. So, yeah. Yeah. No, good. Well, I, I think they're... I think we picked three good and rad out uh, songs there, and I think we have definitely agreed on the uh, weird poster child bad track. So, thank you very much, Jordan. We do appreciate this. Again, nice one, everyone, for listening. Um, please do take some time to listen to this album. It is it is good. We, we, we've probably been a little scathing because of who the band are. Jordan's a, a, a big fan and has been for a long time. I'm a, a commercial fan and have sort of good really yeah. positive memories of this time of my life and uh yeah do do spend some time to listen to unlimited love chili peppers back doing what we all love them doing 20 years ago um do take some- <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely um but no do take some time to read um the rbr.music review leave a comment Tell us if you're lovers or haters, and uh, if there's anything else you want us to talk about, please put it on there. Do please like and subscribe, and feel free to leave any reviews about the podcast as well. We'd love hearing from you guys, and we hope to speak to you again soon. Thanks again for listening. Bye, guys. And check out my blog, 